Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the RFP podcast, episode number 196, Relentless Forward Progress. I'm your co-host, Mike Ubaldini, joined with my other co-host, Brian Shane. You out there? Howdy, Mike. Excellent, excellent. This is uh, session number seven of Ultra Dads. So welcome and good morning. Yeah, yeah, good morning to you. A little bit of a change of pace. We, uh, I got a cup of coffee. I'm, I'm sure you probably got a cup of coffee, but we're definitely not drinking beer. Or maybe you are. Who knows after yesterday? It was tempting. It was tempting. <laughs> but uh, I'm going with uh, electrolytes and coffee. <laughs> All right. Good, good. <laughs> yeah. That's a good plan. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, the whole the point of today's episode is really to do a recap of, of uh, the nonsense that we we chose to do over the course of the last four or five days. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if you want to just dive right into it or if you had something else you wanted to bring up. No, it was um, definitely an action pack for us both. And uh, yeah, you wrapped up um, a, a day or two early and I just finished things up here yesterday. So yeah, we can, uh, kind of go blow by blow here. I think on the social media worlds, we were kind of trying our best to to bring the awareness to Breast Cancer Awareness Month and just kind of bring people along for the ride, really. Um, I think both of our objectives as uh, were also a little side product was uh, just putting a little beauty and a uh, little refreshing pieces into people's timeline there as they're scrolling through maybe some, some ugliness on their, on their Facebook pages. So hopefully we're able to do that all meanwhile, um, supporting a good cause here with, uh, with the be moved event that we just did. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's well summed up as far as that goes. I think, you know, when, when I started doing these FaceTimes lives, probably back in April when I did that poolside thing was really for a distraction. Um, well, it was a, one, it was a distraction back then because of, you know, COVID, but now with everything else going on that has surfaced over the last six, seven, eight months, including COVID, I think, yeah, being able to one raise awareness um, for breast cancer. Um, you know, I know you were, you were out there running for, for some ladies, I was out there running for some ladies. So hopefully we, we, we were able to touch some folks and inspire some folks, uh, but also distract some folks from the nonsense that's going on, not just with, with our quote unquote nonsense, but just fill their feeds with some beauty and some, <laughs> and also some ridic- ridiculousness and some laughter. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta, gotta have that in today's world. I think more so now than ever too and yeah with the the facebook lives are pretty cool i gotta be honest with with that whole aspect you started that on your your uh 50k run around the pool and then i kind of took on um some feeds with uh with the climb for the cure just bringing people along with that but and even up to now i mean comfort wise that's that really gets me out of my comfort zone to to kind of reach out and kind of throw myself out there. Um, some of these events, the hardest part is to, to go on and, and do a Facebook live. So that's kind of been a, a good practice for me just personally 
Um, but I, I, seeing a, seeing all the feedback and people enjoy and watching and, and everything, I mean, it, it's all worthwhile. But that has definitely gotten me out of my comfort zone. Not the events in itself and all the the pain and the struggle. That's that's one thing I can I'm good at coping with. But when I have to get on and show my mug on on a, a Facebook live, that's when that's when things were getting a little interesting for me. So but it's it's been fun and the kids have been enjoying it, um, bringing them along with with some of these events here we just did. So yeah, that's... yeah, we it, it was kind of kind of fun now. <laughs> yeah, that that's kind of interesting. You mentioned that because um... You know, I, I started, it was probably a few years ago where I started, it wasn't, it wasn't a Facebook, I wasn't doing Facebook lives, but I was doing a, I was just like doing a recording, uh, a video recording from our camera, you know? Yep. And then I would post the video. Uh, and that was really, really, really freaking uncomfortable, really uncomfortable. Uh, and then, you know, three or so years ago when I started the blog and then the podcast, just putting that out was, you know, talk about getting out of your comfort zone. And even, you know, even there are still some times where I might write something for the blog or, or, or I might do a podcast. And it usually is with just myself when I'm just putting putting something out myself. And there's that sometimes there's that hesitation to hit publish, you know. Yeah. Um, but I'll, I'll tell you the, the, it's, I, I, it, it's fun, you know, it's fun getting, getting my ugly mug out there. Cause that's just a laugh for people I would think, uh, in itself, uh, you know, that's really what it's all about. And I think it's, it's funny that you say, you know, going us doing these events. Yeah. I, I think to a degree, we we we've been I think you classified as that you've been we've been able to manage the events as far as the struggle and the uh, the suffering that we go through I think we've gotten good at managing that versus you know just putting out a Facebook live that gets us out of our comfort zone but I think with you know it took us time to get to this point with the events and being quote unquote comfortable being uncomfortable uh, but I think that's going to come too with the Facebook live feeds as well. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and it's you know common ground now with the event in itself, and now you throw in, throw in some different things, and I I like that actually. It's it's I don't like to bring attention to myself, but if it's with this kind of stuff behind me, mm-hmm. and you know, and like we said, just bringing a highlight to somebody's timeline feed you know if if we're able to do that then that takes priority and it's like okay yeah let's make this all happen so it's uh but and i think a lot of teachers right now i know are kind of getting put into this same situation with the virtual um aspects and having to create a video like you were saying before in the earlier days of making a video and then publishing it. I know that's a lot of uh, what the teachers are going through right now too. So I, uh, I get it. I get it teachers. It's uh, it's not easy, but um, in the, in the long run, it's all worth it. Yeah. That's actually pretty interesting. I didn't even think about that. Right. How, how uncomfortable it, not just teachers. Yeah. But also just kids. And then, yeah. then in the business world, because you know, and business world too, yeah. Because you know, exactly. I'll be, I'll be one hundred percent honest. You know, I have Teams calls every day, multiple Teams calls a day, and it's, it, I usually don't put my camera on. I'll just, there's a picture of me, and that's, that's, 
that's it. I don't put my video, my camera on. Okay. I don't, and I, in all honesty, as I'm thinking about it, Brian, most of the people that I'm talking to uh, don't, unless it's a, unless it's a client and it's a client that I'm pretty close with, I'll put the camera up. But in all honesty, dude, I'm usually in, I think in, in, since this whole shit came down, like March, I wore a collared shirt twice. That's it. Yeah. You know, my, with no pants, with no pants. though. <laughs> yeah. My, my, yeah. Right. My up is a t-shirt. That's not a race shirt. That's basically the, my, my dressing up. Uh, so that's, that's definitely interesting. So it's weird times, man. Weird times. That's for sure. But it's, it's all, I think growing experiences. I think a lot of this, you know, whenever, I don't even know if a normal will come back, but I think for a lot of people, their um, the struggles they've been going through and ways they're learning to adapt and everything. I think in the long run, I could see a lot of positive things coming out of these these times right now. So yeah, we touched on that. Uh, at least I hope. Yeah, but, yeah I at mean, least I hope. There's, it does. there's, I think it, it, there's going to be. Yeah, there's definitely going to be things that people pull out of this that have grown from it and have learned from it. Um, and then there, there's that other side, right? Because, you know, there's, there's folks out there that uh, are suffering, uh, are, they're losing, they're, they're losing loved ones, they're losing jobs, they're losing, they're losing a lot in their life. Um, yeah. Uh, and, yeah. And you could see it and people are pissed off about it and rightfully so. Uh, and that's, I mean, it's all about how, how we adapt to it and how we manage it. Fortunately, and I think I could speak for you guys in this, our lives weren't knock on wood tremendously turned upside down because of this, we were inconvenienced. And I think for the most part, the majority of, of the world, you know, I think the world, but definitely the U S I think the most part we were inconvenienced. Uh, you know, you, yeah. you have those other folks that have lost loved ones that have, have gotten really, really sick. And it's more than just an inconvenience, but for the most part, I think we've been inconvenienced. And when you have that, and that's the interesting thing as I'm talking here, right? When you're inconvenienced, are you necessarily forced to grow and to make a change, right? Versus, you know, God forbid if we, we lost somebody or I lost a, we lost a job, that's more than inconvenience. You're going to have to adapt. You're going to have to change. So before we dig into the race, let's, let's, let's stop on that for a second, that inconvenience topic. When we're inconvenienced, is that do most people are most people forced to change or most people willing to go through growth and that inconvenience to learn from it? Well, I think it's how they, you know, choose it, it, there's that fork in the road with the inconvenience, you know, which, which, which direction you're going to take, you're going to take the high road or the low road, you know, and, and, you're going to, you know, buckle up and get ready to overcome and adapt and look for creative alternatives. Or are you, you know, tail between the legs and just like a pity party and feeling sorry for yourself. So I think there's it, it, a lot of that will depend on how you perceive that challenge ahead of you. Mm. So, you know, it's it's you could make it into a great growing experience or you could just let it shatter you and you know and some people you know they they have to rely on others to get them out of that situation and you know or the the government really too you know to 
to get to get by so there is there is limitation there are boundaries and borders but um i just see out here a lot you know it's it may be easier at that time to to collect unemployment rather than you know going elsewhere and looking you know if if a, a job fell through stuff like that or you know kids kids are home that's that's the biggest thing that may be coming down the road again is kids are going to be home. So how are you going to be able to do a full day's work while the kids are home trying to do homeschooling online? You know, there's, there's all different scenarios and everything, but it's a matter of how, how you, you look at that problem and what you're, how are you going to attack it? Yeah. You mentioned, you, yeah, you mentioned the unemployment thing, right? So I know I, I hear, and I think Pennsylvania was kind of the same where, you know, some people, you talk about like the restaurant industry, you know, some of these people were making more money from their unemployment checks on a week, weekly basis yep. to the, versus going to back to work. So where's their motivation to go back to work? You know, when, exactly. when, when and I, I'm not saying it's, I'm not making a judgment on this. I mean, if I was collecting, if I was bringing in a check that was where I was making more money doing the things that I want to do versus, you know, maybe going quote unquote to a job, I, who knows? I might want to just, Hey, this, all right, I'm going to go up in the run in the mountains all day and I'm still going to make the same <laughs> yeah. amount of money. Exactly. I'm going to bring in more money, cover the bills, cover mortgage. And yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's a dream life in some aspects, but it's all, you know, I'm, I've, I haven't been put in that situation. You haven't been put in that situation. So it's, it's hard to say, you know, what you would actually do, yeah. but, but you, it's, uh, it's interesting. Yeah, you were talking about like the perspective on it and, and how people would attack that inconvenience. There's a, there's a great quote that Robin mentioned to me a couple, probably a couple months ago now. Uh, and I think it's relative to that question, right? It's, and the quote was, is that a hill that you're willing to die on? You know, is that, mm-hmm. is that the mm-hmm. fight? Is that a fight that you want to fight? You know? Yeah. Uh, and it's, it, that it's, it's interesting because there's times where I'm inconvenience where I'm like, you know what? Uh, I'm not going to even bother with the inconvenience. Screw it. I'm going to avoid it. But then there's, there's most of the inconveniences that I could speak for you and I, that you and I tend to, uh, deal with are inconveniences that we create ourselves or create. Yeah. I was going to say it's, it's created. So for example, you and I will this, this event, you and I not only decide to do the whole event and we decide to do a marathon, but you know, we don't go outside our front door and just run a marathon on the streets. You decide to do it above 13,000 feet with 80,000 mile an hour winds where you're posting Facebook live sessions and we can't even hear you talk because the wind's blowing. Yeah. So we want to, want to dive right into this. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is, this, I had a funny kind of thought or pictured myself as a marathon runner, which I have never considered myself a marathon runner. Um, because if, if you compare a marathon to a, a highway, all right, you got your right lane, which is somebody that's, not going too fast, but is con- a consistent pace and just moving along. And then you got those people that are using the left lane. Those are the faster, the faster drivers, the faster runners, and they're just hauling. That's your marathon. 
where I end up in this whole scenario is on the bumpy shoulder of the highway, uh, pedaling a rickshaw, <laughs> one of those like people mover bikes. Yep. Like that's where I picture myself in a marathon. And I totally put myself there in that, in that, on that bumpy shoulder, not even on the highway of the marathon. So that was, that was kind of like talking about putting ourselves into inconvenient situations. Yesterday was like textbook. The last 12 miles of that was just unreal. It was, it was, it was a bit much, <laughs> so, well, let's talk about- but it was all for a good cause. Well, it was, there's two components to that, right? It was for a good cause, but it was also something you Yo, yo, sorry. <laughs> no problem. I guess uh, airplane mode will still allow calls to come through. So that uh, got to figure, got to work on that one. <laughs> yeah, I, I could, I haven't been able to figure that one out anyway. But that's all right. I, I, uh, I will could, I could work on my editing skills. So not Boy, a problem. You're going to be put to the test on this one. Sorry. <laughs> I don't think so. I think this one would be an easy one. So for the audience, we apologize. We had a little bit of technical difficulty, but we're, we're back on it. Um, you were going to dive into, to the, to the uh, yesterday and the the mission and the whole thing. Yeah. Um, yesterday I did, uh, complete the, uh, the be moved series with my marathon and I used this event to really get me talking about comfort zones to get me out really deep into our, uh, our local mountain range, which is, uh, considered the mosquito range. Um, and the section that we took, yesterday it's actually it's pretty cool it's actually one of the highest ridge lines in the lower 48 um and it's there's a section of this whole ridge line 18 miles of it you stay above 13,000 so the, the section we did yesterday um i almost got all of that we did almost 15 miles of um, this ridge that kept us above 13,000 for over eight hours. So mm. we, uh, we topped out, we got one 14 or Mount Sherman it was kind of like our halfway point of that ridge. And um, there was eight different peaks we touched. Um, so it was, it was huge for me. This has kind of been on my bucket list and um, mainly because anywhere you go in our surrounding area, every this whole range is just predominant and very visible from the entire i mean this this is the high country this is what i did was just the classic classic traverse of my hometown kind of right now so for the last 15 years i've been looking and obsessing at this range and to do it all in one push just takes it to a whole other level instead of just doing shorter, you know, summits one at a time. Um, I really, I knew it was going to hurt <laughs> and it did. And, um, but just today, the, the, I, I, I just feel very content after yesterday. Um, it was a push in itself just 
from those numbers I just read, but the numbers I haven't read were the, uh, were the wins. We had the entire day of, it probably started out as a consistent 30 mile an hour winds up top at the beginning in the morning. And then it bumped up to, I'd say at, at some points, um, 50 miles continuous gust. And it was gnarly. <laughs> um, there, and you, you combine that with the technical, there was, there's class three, class four, class five scrambles, which is you're using, you're not just walking and using your feet and running. You're actually having to use your hands to, to stay on the mountain. And then vertical class five is more into like a, a vertical rock climb up and down some of these sections. So it, there was all forms of travel. We crawled, we hiked, we ran, we climbed. Um, and that was just to get to the truck. My buddy, Greg Dumas came out with me. So I wasn't solo up there and I was very grateful for Greg wanting to tag along on this ridiculous excursion. Um, we did run a shuttle and we had his truck up at Mosquito Pass, which is a pass that connects Leadville to Fairplay. And we kept his truck there. And it was a good thing because by the time we got to his truck, we were ready to get off the ridge line. So we I wasn't done yet though. That was that was the one of the mental challenges of spending eight hours just trying to get to the truck. That was that was kind of the light at the end of the tunnel. And we finally got to the truck and I had to watch the truck drive away. And, <laughs> and I still had 12 more miles to run off Mosquito Pass. And by the time I hit my marathon distance, I was almost at home in town of Fairplay. <laughs> so it, uh, it was, it was, it was an interesting day. I learned, uh, definitely learned a lot. I got pushed. Um, like I haven't gotten pushed in a long time and just to be able to, to check this bucket, um, list item off was, was a pretty neat thing. And I was humbled. I think I, I texted you one of the first texts once I got back into signal was I was, it was a humbling day and mm -hmm. it, um, that's sometimes what it takes is just to go deep into these mountain ranges and it kind of puts everything into perspective. Um, it was very humbling and I have a, just a tremendous respect for, for the, the, the area we live in. <laughs> I yeah. mean, guys, it's, it's the man versus nature kind of comparison. It just totally were, I was, that put it things into perspective a hundred percent after yesterday. So the, the last 12 miles though, that was just, I mean, twisting the knife and putting salt on the wound, <laughs> but yeah. So, so for the audience, we haven't, Brian and I haven't spoke yet since we've texted, but we haven't spoke yet since we've completed the event. So there's going to be hopefully some, some back and forth going here. So I didn't know, I thought you were doing all 20. I thought you were doing all marathon above that you know, on the ridge line, I didn't know you were dropping back in and then running, running back. So that I mean, was plan B. Yeah. That, that turned into plan B just with those wins. Yeah, yeah. Um, we just got worked over and it turned in, I was hoping maybe it was twice as long as I thought we'd be on that ridge to that truck. We were going to sure. use the truck as the aid station 
And then I was going to try to get to Hoosier Pass, which would have kept me on the ridge for another, you know, half a day. And, but with the technical terrain that was left um, ahead of us still in those winds, it was, it just wasn't going to happen yesterday. So uh, I was like, well, you know, I, I could just run. It was like, oh, I'm almost, by the time Cindy and the kids picked me up, I was um, probably a mile away from our house. So, oh, and she asked me, she drove by, she's like, you want to run home? I'm like, <laughs> I I kind of do, but I was so done. I, I was uh, the last mile I was trying just to finish hard and yeah. on a bike path, paved bike path, you know, flat and a little bit downhill. I was just trying to run that continuous run for that last mile. I was like, I can't do it. I was were you just, coming, were you I was coming done. down? Were you coming down nine into town? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I was on the borough course the whole time. So it was kind of cool. I'm like, Oh, this is what it feels like to run you know, during the burrow race, because well, not, uh, and not, 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 pulling, not, pulling, yeah. not pulling a burrow. Yeah. yeah, it was kind of funny. So I had a lot of fun little thoughts and chuckles to myself throughout that last little jaunt. <laughs> well, that's good. So let me, but, let, yeah. let's, uh, let's un- unwrap it a little bit because would, would you think it was probably your most challenging event or, or did you, was it, was it one of the most challenging event you've done considering the circumstances and the elements? Um, and were you, did you hit the lowest you've ever hit? No, I, it wasn't the lowest I ever hit. Um, but with that wind and being in that exposed area, it, um, it, I was definitely pushed in different ways, I think, compared to other events. Mm-hmm. Um, and just where you are in the world at that point, you know, you're talked like there's sure. no quick, there's no quick bailouts. Um, you're either dropping down to Leadville or you're dropping down to fair play, but you're nowhere near, um, anybody. Yeah. So like that aspect was definitely one of the deepest and, and hardest, uh, days I've, I've experienced for sure. Um, but it, when it, comparing it to event, I, I don't think I can compare it to event. It was almost like a like self inflicted. Um, it was one of the biggest um, days I've I've had by just putting myself into you know what I did a marathon distance staying above thirteen thousand for that long with those wins um, was like no other experience I've I've had yet. Were. So there was, I remember there was a point in Silver Hills where, when we met the girls and the kids for the last time at, uh, yeah, Como, uh, Como, yep. Como, and you, and Cindy was leaving, with all the girls were leaving and you had, you had like kind of tongue in cheeked it when we were later, later on that, Hey, it was, uh, it would have been, it would have been pretty easy for me to jump in the car and go back. Yep. Same thing you yesterday. Know? So, so were you at that point yesterday yeah. at all? Yeah. Yeah. When Greg was driving away, um, I was like, wow, like this is like, I could totally be in there. Nothing's going to happen. You know, if I were to get in with him and just drive home, nothing would have happened, you know, in terms of consequences or anything like granted, I wouldn't have finished. I'd have to go back to the starting grounds for a marathon distance, but you know, I could have just gone home. Cindy and the kids were getting out of school. Like it would have been perfect, perfect timing, 
but I did not allow myself to even go there. I, I acknowledged it and then I let it go. And I was committed and it just, it was the same thing as them leaving at the um, aid station. You know, I was, I was committed and just, okay. I, I you acknowledge that thought and that scenario that could unfold like that, but then, then you got to live with it afterwards. So that in itself, I acknowledged it and I let it go by. So, so let me, so it would have been harder for you to live I'm trying to, I'm trying to, it would have been harder to to get in the truck and then live with that decision afterwards, after I sat down and had a beer and got some food and got off my feet from that moment on, I would have regretted doing what I did. Okay. So, so I want, this is this, and this is what I want people to get out of this because before you started that, you said there were no consequences. You could have jumped in that truck and there were no consequences the only real consequence was that you would have to start from ground zero to do the marathon yeah but there was no you weren't going to die in this right there was there there was no consequence exactly like yeah I, however broken how, bones <laughs> however the consequence right for you the consequence was having to deal with that guilt shame and judgment if you did jump in that car and go yep oh yeah and nobody else but me would have yep thought that um, I mean, just with the numbers there alone, like uh, spending a full work day above 13,000, like some people would be psyched, you know, mm-hmm. they would, they, that would be the highlight of their, their month of their season right there, but their life, their, their life yeah, potentially. Yeah. That could be a huge accomplishment to cover eight peaks in a day. Um, but if I got a ride, gosh, that would be, that would be brutal. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's interesting, and that's what I wanted you to kind of explain yeah. because that's key. I mean, because because and it goes back to you know going back to the when we were starting with the inconvenience topic. You know, hell, you were inconvenienced. To a, it was definitely not ideal, right? Definitely not. But but to a degree, you getting in that car and going back that was an inconvenience, yep. and that was an inconvenience you didn't want to deal with. Exactly. Yep. Yep. So that's what it, he, um, I got pretty much an aid station there. I had my, my little aid station and we, we kind of took a minute. I had some pizza and, uh, a Red Bull and just kind of geared mentally prepped myself for what was ahead of me still. And, you know, which was almost another half marathon. And then it was just like, okay, you know, time to clock back in and get this thing done. So it was, um, yeah, it was definitely one of the most unique days. Um, just with these whole, I mean, in general, really endurance and or not what I went through up there. It was, it was pretty rad. And now today, was, today to feel like I, I do, which is pretty darn good. It, it, yeah. it that's just icing on the cake. That's what I was going to ask. How did the body feel yesterday and how does the body feel today? I was worked over yesterday. I thought it was going to be a lot worse today, but I woke up today and, um, you know, feet are a little sore just from talus. I mean, yeah, it's almost like walking on the moon and then a big stack of rock, loose rock for mm-hmm. that whole time. And then road pounding for the 12 miles back into town. Um, Afterward, that, yeah, that, that combo would definitely, um, I'm feeling pretty good though today. So, and this whole marathon, that's kind of one of my notes here is, 
just to be able to jump in this event with you. Um, that kind of speaks to why I like to keep a consistent level of fitness just to be able to jump into certain opportunities and, and events, you know, without having to prep and rebuild myself. You know, I, I, this is kind of why I like to do what I do. This is why I train, I guess, because you had a great uh, event that you brought up and, you know, I looked at it and I was like, yeah, I think we can pull this off. I mean, all this, all these runs we just did essentially were just from my cross country training with the team for, the last six weeks, but I was like, okay, we'll see. We'll see if that will, would be enough to get through all these different runs. And, you know, it wasn't pretty, but it's still possible. <laughs> no, no, definitely. It definitely was, It was, but it wasn't, we knew going into it, wasn't going to be pretty because we were tackling it all in one, one shot, you know, we weren't spreading it out yeah. at all. Yeah. So we knew this wasn't going to be pretty easy or, uh, ideal exactly. or convenient. So, um, created now, inconvenience. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's, I'm going to write that down. Um, <laughs> so with uh, your, um, with your, let's just go marathon to marathon, I guess, because you went in the opposite direction as I did. So we did the same event, but we both had, I think, very different experiences as you started, you went big out, out of the gate with the marathon and I kind of worked my way up to it with a, a couple of days in between, um, the last big races there. Um, but how was your, um, your marathon? Cause I knew it wasn't just a, a quick and easy 26.2 either. No, no. Uh, it was, it, it, I did have like you a couple, a, a little bit of a bonus mileage in mine because I, I, effed up um so so for for the audience there's there's a, a trail out here called the black Tra black canyon trail that basically it's about 73 miles north to south south to north it goes uh, uh parallel to i-17 which is the main artery that goes from phoenix up to flagstaff beautiful terrain beautiful course be beautiful trail it's 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 gorgeous it is the course that uh, the black Canyon 100 K races on. So I've run this trail, uh, whether it's training or for the race several times. Uh, what I wanted to do is, uh, the halfway point of the race is in black Canyon city. Uh, so I wanted to start there and go North. The race typically, the race typically goes South, uh, North to South. Um, except for two years ago when they, had the rain, but I wanted to try the trail going south to north because it's part of a race that we're going to be doing next year. And I want to just check it out. And I wanted something different. Uh, what I didn't factor in and what I didn't remember is all the climbing that, that I had to do. Uh, so, uh, yeah, and you, you first... got more verdant on your marathon, um, than I did. Yeah, so that got, that speaks in volumes. <laughs> that that vert that I did in the marathon was the amount of vert I was pretty much averaging leading up to Silver Hills per week. Yeah, in one day. Yeah, so I screwed that up. So for the first, so basically what I was doing was doing an aid station to aid station. So Black Canyon aid station up to Gloriana Mine aid station, which is roughly a half a marathon, a little bit, a little bit more. Um. So uh. 
the first nine miles were smooth, butter. It was beautiful out, great day. There was smoke coming in. You could smell the smoke because we were on the Bradshaw mountain range divides basically um, goes right through basically the black Canyon trail. And on the other side uh, is like Prescott um, and uh crown kings at the top there's a big fire going on in crown king so you could see the smoke and you could smell the smoke but it wasn't terrible yeah so i got to mile nine and it felt like mile nine to mile 13 and a half was just climbing and i'm like i don't i don't remember all this climbing or i don't remember all these downhills you know throughout the black canyon i mean i remember a downhill but this is nuts and I was climbing and climbing and I got to a point where I must have gotten my directions messed up and I went off trail and I was on a Jeep, a Jeep trail for about two miles until I hit a paved road. And I knew at the paved road, I was at the bottom of the hill and up top of the hill was basically my turnaround point. So I'm, so I'm like, perfect. I'll just, I'll just kind of hike it up to the top of, uh, up, up to the top of the hill rather than circling back and going on the Jeep trail, because I'll get to the top of the hill and I'll be back on the black Canyon trail. Um, still was feeling good. Everything was fine. And then once I got to the turnaround point, it's basically you're, you're dropping down. It's pretty much all for the most part downhill until I got back to the car. Um, and everything was fine until the temperature started going up and going up and going up. You know, at this point it was probably like 10, 10 o'clock. So I got about four miles from the car and I was out of water. Uh, and it was about 95 degrees. Oh, <laughs> and I just, I just want, and it was, I mean, cause it hasn't rained out here in months. So it was dry. And I was like, I just, I, I just, I just got to put my head down and, and pull through this, you know? So I was kind of part running, part shuffling, part hiking, part running, part shuffling, part hiking for the last like four or five miles. And, uh, I got to the car and dude, I've never felt this way. I, I mean, I had a climb coming out there. So there's about a mile and a half left and there's a climb for about a mile up and then a drop into the car for the last half a mile. And I, I hiked the last half a mile coming downhill to the car because I was dizzy. Yeah. I was, my mouth was dry. I've never, ever felt this way. I got to the car, dude. Unfortunately, I had a big Nalgene in the car. I got to my car, dude, and I popped open the Nalgene and I sat in the gravel. I just sat down in the gravel because I've never felt this way before after a run that I was just completely beat the shit. And I caught my breath. You know, I, I, bre- I was breathing. I was practicing my breathing. And then I started kind of uh, getting cleaned up to, for the drive. I had an ice cold, big pounder of Coors Banquet beer sitting in my cooler, <laughs> all ready to be drank. And I'm like, I don't, I don't even, I don't even want That's, that. That you speaks know, that in volumes right there. <laughs> right. I had to lean against my car, man. And I just, I couldn't capture myself to the point where I was like, I'm kind of scared to get behind the wheel of a car. Yeah. Right yeah. Never felt this way. Fortunately, I, I captured myself and there's a, right where the, that Black Canyon city is, there's a, there's a, a restaurant gas station. So I went in there and bought like 
two bottles of uh, of water, and I just sat in the parking lot and chugged them because I was basically dehydrated. Oh yeah, totally to the max. Um, yeah. So, but uh, after I sat in the car for a while, I drove home. It was about a forty minute ride home, and by the time I got ten minutes into the drive, I was singing songs, and I I I felt I felt you used the word content. I felt uh, I felt really good about the push. I felt really good about putting myself into that uh, that situation because I was, although it was tough and challenging, uh, and I felt I felt I don't want to say scared, but I felt really off, and that was kind of weird for yeah, me. You were concerned, uh, concerned for sure. Yeah, but after I've I captured myself and I hydrated myself, it felt really good, and then I pulled up, you know the uh, my the app the Garmin app and I'm like oh now and I texted you I'm like now I know why I felt like shit I climbed six thousand <laughs> yeah. feet in twenty seven miles and it was ninety five friggin degrees that's that's impressive that's uh that's that's a hard day work right there how does that compare to other events then same kind of question then how do how does this you know I'm not gonna say just a marathon but a shorter distance and what you were feeling at the end of that, how does that compare to anything of the, the other events you've done? That's the thing, man. When I got done with this, I don't, I've never felt the way I felt at the end of that marathon on Saturday yeah. after any, after any hundred mile or after any race that I've ever done. Now, my body had felt worse. Like after Silver Heels and after the hundreds, my body felt my body felt beat up after those races. It felt like I ran a hundred miles. I was sore. My feet hurt. Stuff like that. After the marathon, my body didn't hurt. My body was in fine shape. It was like my mind, and uh, you know, I was I was dizzy. Yeah, the I was, physical aspects I, of dehydration. Yeah, there were there was so much difference in the way I felt. My I guess my body did feel messed up, but I I got I got done and I felt I felt a level of satisfaction that it was it was different than what I felt in the yeah. past. It, it wasn't better or worse. It was just a level of satisfaction. Yeah, you said like quote unquote just a marathon and and it, but it was it was a test. It was, it was a test. And that was the start of my, <laughs> that was the start of my adventure on this journey. That, that's a huge difference. Cause I was thinking about you today as waking up and thinking about, wow, like, would I be able to do a half marathon, you know, mentally today? Like, so I, I definitely had a lot of respect for the way you structured your, uh, your event just the the waking up the next day after a marathon and having to go knock out a half um that was that was uh definitely a a pretty heavy thought this morning it was like i don't i mean of course if i had to and that's what i set out, out to do you know that's one thing but i uh i give you props just this morning thinking about having to go out and do a 13 mile 13.1 mile run so, but, and how, yeah. did, how did that then after the day you had to be, you know, mentally preparing yourself for the next morning? Well, it was, it was, uh, when I was, 
I was in the pool. You know, when I got back, I had a good soak. Uh, I had a beer. I drank my beer and I let things kind of uh, settle in. And I was talking to Rob. I'm like, I mean, I because I had a plan to do this other trail with with climbing, with some some good climbing, which I really like. It's a perfect like 13 and a half mile loop. It would have been great. But as I was sitting in the pool and I was talking around, I'm like, I don't know if it's a good idea after after what I did to do that. Maybe I'll just go over to this other trail, which is right by the house, which is flat, no climbing. It's dirt. It's packed dirt. It's beautiful. Um, and then we were we've been we were running around all last week because of soccer. We were at the soccer game, and I was just letting it all sink in. And then we went out to dinner, and I was feeling good. And I'm like, you know what? I'm, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna go give it a whirl. Worst case, I won't do the climbing. There's tons of trails over there. We'll, we'll see how I feel. And you know, I, I got some nutrition. I got some rest. I, I kind of did what I typically do to recover. Um, and I said, screw it. I'm gonna go do it. Um, and it was the same thing. It was like the first nine or ten miles. I felt good. I felt surprised, and I think I texted you that I felt surprisingly good. My legs were okay. Uh, and I think it was like the last two, two and a half miles where I started feeling, I started feeling it. Uh, it was early. So I didn't, and, and it was, uh, it was a half compared to a marathon. So I, I didn't have to deal with the heat. Uh, so I felt really good afterwards. It was, I got off the mountain just in time before the heat. So yeah, it was, the half was not, as bad as I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be a yeah. slog considering the day before. Yeah, that's, that's impressive. That's well, and that's just a good testament to your, your fitness level there to be able to have that marathon go like it did and then be able to recover and then show up the next day for, for a half marathon. That's, that's huge. So that, nice, nice yeah, job was... on that one. <laughs> Thanks. I will, I will say, I appreciate that. I will say that, um, after, after doing that, like one of my big takeaways was, I don't want to call it confidence because I, I think I don't, I don't like that word in this, in this context, but considering what, what I'm looking down at next, next year uh, to be able to go like a back-to-back day like that, even, even the four days in a row, uh, obviously it's not going to be what I have to deal with next year, but uh, just doing it, getting out and doing it, uh, even though we knew it, it wasn't going to be ideal. We just got up and we got to it and we went out and do it. It kind of, again, gave me that level of, of satisfaction that, hey, hey, listen, if I could do this, then that gives me, uh, that gives me a lot of belief in, in a lot of other things that, you know, you kind of go into questioning yeah. well, and, uh, and that we just, can pull it's out. It's showing you what you truly are of um by going out and getting pushed like that because there's i think there's a lot of question marks of well can i really do that and sometimes you just have to go out really and confirm yeah that's that's totally possible um because personally that's how i you know think up you know uh, even this marathon it's like well it'd be it'd be really cool to cover that distance in in a single push but i don't know if i could really do that and then it's just a matter of having the right motivation you know and it i think it is a a confidence builder um and you can rephrase that however you like but sometimes you just got to go out (laughs) and do the thing 
to to answer some questions. So I think that for you working up towards next year, this was pretty much a good um, your your starting block right there, just to get that mindset and start incorporating some kind of training um, blocks to duplicate what you just did. Yeah. Yeah. I like, uh, and going just back to the inconvenience thing, I like the fact that in, in both scenarios, right. We, we, we didn't give ourselves an out. I mean, we just, we didn't give ourselves an out. Like for me, I, I was doing an out and back and I was 13 and 13 point something away from my car. If I got to that point and wanted to yeah. quit, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I guess I could have yeah. called an Uber. Well, you could have quit, but then you'd still but, have to get back to your car. So you would have uh, done the distance anyway. If... <laughs> right. And it's same, same with, same yeah. with you. Right. And I, I, I think I don't, I, I mean, I didn't even think about that until just now that, you know, I think we, we, uh, knowing how we train and how we set ourselves up, uh, we don't give ourselves that easy, that yeah. easy way out with a lot of things. And maybe we should in some cases, but it just um, taken, yeah, te- take some familiar. temptation just off the plate, not even making an option. I think that just sometimes, sometimes it all depends. You know, if I was with others that I was questioning, yeah. Um, or, you know, definitely like with the kids and stuff, there, there's always that risk management aspect to whatever I do with them. Um, but, you know, talking about going out with my, my buddy, Greg, I mean, he, he is solid in the mountains and it was a good, he was a good, you know, he could have been called a pacer or just my, my mountain, my mountain buddy. Um, but he was rock solid and just, he's a ski patroller. He, he is, uh, him and his dog are avalanche rescue. Um, and now he's training up to get into the firefighting scene. So, and his, um, just knowledge and his travel throughout the mountains, it was perfect with that. So that's kind of comes back to, yeah, if you're not going to set like an easy way out or some way to bail, just making sure you've got your ducks in a row for, you know, the, mm-hmm. the terrain you're going into and, you know, any kind of possible outcomes, you know, just get on all that prepared. So that, um, yeah, it's, it's all good learning experiences though. <laughs> it's, it is funny though, how you're talking about avoiding the heat um, with your runs. And I was, trying to create heat (laughs) (laughs) in all mine yesterday i had three jackets on um and for the first part of the morning i couldn't i didn't have functions on my hands because they got cold so fast um so i and my uh hydration hose started freezing up so it's just it's just funny these both are happening at the same time but just such drastic (laughs) differences and uh (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's kind of funny that's crazy because you, you're well i mean you were also what i don't know 10 11 000 feet higher up yeah. than i was yeah it's crazy you know so but <laughs> it's it's crazy that yeah you you're dealing with freezing temperatures and i'm dealing with i mean it's a 60 it's a 60 degree yep. temperature change uh just yeah. one stage i was gonna north, say we're not far you know? apart <laughs> so it just right it, so yeah it, it is a pretty 
weird weird uh, I definitely perspective laugh at that because we went down on saturday when i did my half marathon we actually drove down closer into the front range closer towards denver just to go where it's a little warmer <laughs> so you're avoiding it by doing the early mornings and then i'm driving um just to try to find somewhere warmer so we, we, we gotta meet Lord in the middle yeah. somewhere <laughs> Yeah, we were talking about that. What the next adventure is, but before before we kind of talk that way, I wanted to I wanted to circle in on the, the mile because uh, I texted you when I got done with mine, and, and you said it was kind of like I don't know what your perspective on is your your perspective on it now is after yesterday, but like the last like quarter mile of my mile was like almost as bad as the last four or five miles yeah. of my marathon. Yep, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I even tried to get back to the pace for the mile yesterday. I was like, oh, how cool would that be if, you know, it was seven and a half minute mile, which, you know, I'm an old slow guy. I was pretty happy with that. But I tried to get back on the bike path to that pace yesterday. And granted, I had soft shell winter pants on i look like an idiot probably running into town but i had a pack <laughs> i had almost like a full pack and layers all over the place and I, but i was trying to get back to that seven and a half minute pace just to end it like i started it and i couldn't do it um but yeah, yeah. I, I agree that quarter that last lap around the the foot the track definitely was probably some of the most painful times throughout all these races. Um, and, th and that's what I wanted. Yeah. That's why I started with the mile and I wanted to push myself, um, as much as possible to just be uncomfortable. And I, I definitely did that. <laughs> yeah. I will. Cause I basically, I got up and just left the house at like four 30. I'm like, I'm going to do this before everything starts going on with the house, you know, the girls and the school and this. And I basically just ran North up the road yep. up right out of my house and hit like the halfway half a mile and then turned back around. And, you know, I was moving at a pretty good clip and I came past the house. I didn't look at my watch, but I came past the house and I'm like, why, why, why is it, why is it not dinging? Why am I not at my mile yet? So I had to keep running down and take the corner. And so I basically needed to go another quarter mile. And for the last, like, I don't know, 45 seconds, I was like, every time I would pump my arms, I would look at my watch. Yeah. Are, we, are, we, are we done yet? Are we over yet? Holy cow. And then I got done and Bri, I was heaving. I was like, yeah. oh my God. And I was trying to walk. I was walking back to the house. I'm like, the you know the old wrestling practices yep. hands above the head taking deep breaths i'm like what the hell did i just do perfect so that, that that's yep. perfect so yeah talking about pushing yeah we pushed ourselves to the to the limit so it was it was a bit it was a pretty cool experience it was a pretty cool experience what you know what do you take away from it? uh one of the biggest things i think was um just the power of the why, you know, we talked about it a few times, I think going on the last show too, um, you know, just that's, that can be a powerful tool, um, not just with running or events or anything, but if you have a strong why behind, um, behind you, there's, there, you could do anything. 
I'm, I'm convinced. And I did tap into that from time to time um, throughout this event. Mm-hmm. Um, when I thought I was going to do just go out for an easy 10 K with the kids as they were riding bikes. And then, uh, that 10 K plan turned into the half marathon plan that, um, that second half of that run, um, actually was almost all uphill and I usually don't run uphills and I kind of just tapped into what I was doing. I had that bib on, um, you know, so I was, I was, I was feeling, feeling, um, all that energy kind of coming through and I ran uphill for three to four miles, which is like, never, I never do that <laughs> anymore. Um, but, mm. uh, and, but it was just kind of going through all the, the girls that are on that, on that bib I had and, um, you know, just going through the struggles and the pain of, of that process with, with, with any kind of illness really. But in this, um, situation, it was, it was the breast cancer and thinking about all these ladies that are, have been mothers and my, you know, a grandmother and, you know, the, the pain and the obstacles just within that, that I haven't really been exposed to that much. Um, but really tapping into that and comparing what I was doing, which was, you know, nothing compared to, you know, the chemo and the treatments and, you know, all that stuff. So um, once again, that, that why is, is a powerful tool. So I don't know if you, uh, I knew you were talking about tapping into that too, but um, what was, what was your big lessons for this one? Yeah, I mean, it's I'll, I'll tag on to that. It was just definitely at no point in in the the 50 miles that we did over this event whatever it was, at no point was I ever thinking I don't want to go any further. Um and it was I not even consciously, you know, I just, it's, ne- it never entered my mind because just like you were saying, all the, all the shit that, and it wasn't, I, I did, you know, I thought a lot about, a, a, a thought a lot about the ladies that I was running for. Right. But I also thought a lot about guys and everybody that deals with this disease. Um, you know, because we we all have stories we could tell about people that are close to us in some way, shape, or form that have had to battle this and um, uh, had to suffer. And we're not talking about suffering like we suffered through this this you know the the marathons and all this other stuff. It's suffering like life or death suffering that they are they are scratching and, and clawing like, like you kind of were scrambling, you know, hands and yeah. knees crawling. These people are scratching and crawling just to make it to the next yep. day. Um, and I, I let that sink in a lot throughout the, the, the time that I was, I was doing these things because, you know, there's a lot of talk about privilege out there and, we, I mean, we, you and I, we have a privileged yep. life, right? We really, we really do. And there was a lot of uh, knots in my throat at some points in time. Uh, and it was for 
these folks that have to go through the battle of, of suffering and, and trying to beat this cancer. Um, and there are some knots in my throat for, for the life we get to live uh, that we're fortunate to live. So, so there is a lot of gratitude uh, that I pulled away that, listen, yeah, we, we cho- you and I chose to do this, right? But we got to yeah. do this. We, we got to get out. We can get out. We were able to run. We were able to get on the trails. We were able to take, take time, whether it was, you know, with the families that we were out, I, we were out, Robin and I were out with the dog the one morning, but there was also time that we got to take for ourselves. Uh, and, and to be able to do that, that's, that's kind of a blessing. So, um, that's kind of what I t- took away for, from it. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of, Moments where I, I, I reflected back onto uh, the struggles that, that people deal with. And it doesn't have to necessarily just be cancer. And this is kind of the teaching point for everybody listening is, you know, I, I heard this, this term twice in the last two days, listening to two different podcasts. Selfless service. Nice. Selfless service. Or or selfless selfishness because you know what we were doing to a degree was selfless service you know we were trying to create awareness for breast cancer right uh we were trying to create some laughs we were trying to create a distraction from the nonsense that's that that goes on in our world but in addition to that we were also providing we were being selfish to ourselves yeah a little bit right and that's not a bad thing. That's that's the, I don't think that's a bad thing. So, so those are some of the things that I I kind of pulled pulled out of it um, from from the the I don't know ten twelve fifteen hours we we that's did doing perfect. this thing. No, I love that. That's great. There was one quote too I had written down. Um, actually, I plugged in the headphones once I started running off the pass yesterday and. There's a really good quote I heard, um, which was very appropriate for that time for me, but pain is the shortcut to mindfulness. And I re- that really kind of was very appropriate timing um, when they were talking about this. And I can't, I forget who, who's, it's somebody's quote. It was on Ritual's latest podcast um, with somebody I really enjoy following, but they kind of went down that department and that kind of really summed up a lot too for what we just went through what um you know the cancer patients go through and there's a lot of truth to that and it could be taken in many different ways i think but you know the the mindfulness that can kind of get overused i think these days um but just when you're put in situations you become more aware of you know your surroundings who's involved in your life who you want to be more involved in your life um and it's certain Mm -hmm. situations like this whether it's you know yeah like you said scratching and clawing every day just for life um things fall into perspective then and even when you know we're out you know 20 some miles into to a run and you know definitely in that pain cave that's when you start thinking outside of your little bubble of reality. I think, at least for me, that's, that's when 
things start to keep get a little brighter i think you know whether it's your family where your kids are at and how you're working with them or giving them the attention they need to become you know young adults and everything like that's that's the time of reflection for me personally so yeah it is it is selfless mm-hmm. selfish time that i'm taking away from friends and family but at the same time that's almost kind of like uh like a monk going up into the cave and, you know, working on himself and then coming back out and then helping others. Um, that's kind of yeah. how I perceive some of these, these times where I go deep into the Hills and don't come out for a while, but I feel that when I do come back, I'm a better person for not just me, but 100%. for everybody that surrounds me. So that uh yeah just another another great learning experience another great event and um all for a good cause here so um i want to thank you for bringing this to the table <laughs> yeah well thank i uh, we thank era vipa running for for creating it and kudos to those guys i thank you for for joining me in the another <laughs> another fiasco although <laughs> It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't terrible, terrible at all. No. <laughs> uh, uh, thanks. Thanks for the girls, my girls and, and the girls meeting our wives, but also the families for, you know, cause they go through a sacrifice with when we do these things in, in a number of different ways. This one was obviously a little bit easier for them than, you know, a silver heels or, 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 or something of that nature. Uh, so definitely kudos to, to, and thanks go out to the, the families for their support. All the folks that reached out. I know there was a bunch that reached out to you. There was a bunch that reached out to me. Uh, so thank you guys for, for the love and the support. Uh, hopefully we touched some hearts out there and inspired some folks to, to keep yeah. that fight up. Keep, uh, so keep on fighting. Yeah. yeah so, that's uh, another side note I have just for everybody out there, no matter what they're battling right now. Um, just fight like you're the third monkey on the the ramp to Noah's Ark and it's starting to rain. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. So yeah, no, but in all seriousness, just keep on fighting right foot, left foot. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what, what do you got next? I mean, are you thinking of anything? Um, you know, I'm not, not thinking of anything, you know, kind of just going back to that consistent, um, just something every day, you know, cross country is done. Uh, now this is done. So going into the fall time here, I don't really have anything big planned. I'm what I'm doing right now is pretty much going to get ready for uh, ski season and try, trying to get my back country yeah. touring, um, all dialed in. So I'm going to take this level of fitness and just, this is kind of my, my st- first block for um, winter backcountry. So that's, that's kind yeah. of what I'm looking at. Are you doing any other event down there with her? I mean, they got, it, it, it's kind of, it, it's kind of touch and go, right? Because they got, there was last week, they were supposed to have a race that got canceled at the sec, uh, what, last weekend two weekends ago, they were supposed to have a race that got canceled because okay. of, of COVID last this past weekend, they were supposed to have the crown King scramble, but that got canceled because of the fire. Oh, up there. 2020 man. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. So most, I mean, they are having Havelina. That's crazy. Next Good weekend. for them. Uh, that's uh, great. It's 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 definitely uh, lower numbers than than usual, but they have spots open. <laughs> that being said, uh, for both the for both the hundred k and hundred miler, so uh, do it. Do who it. knows? Uh, I we'll we'll see. We'll see. Uh, but no, I mean, there's there's one in November that I have my eye on, and then uh, there's another one in in December, the one that I did last year, climbing up to Thompson Peak, but. Um, I will tell you this, that it's not going to probably happen this year, but maybe next fall for some reason, man, the rim, the rim, the rim just keeps yeah, showing its I've, face. I've, I've been watching more and more on that one. So that's, uh, that's definitely on my list too. So we might need to do a spring or fall mission, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think that would be probably a good idea to to knock that off the bucket list. I think that would be a that would be a cool, pretty cool adventure, and we can make a pretty good experience. Yeah, story. No, I, I like that. Keep that one on the list. That one's that one would be fun. So yeah, that's that's pretty much that's pretty much here. We got we got soccer pretty much through uh, Thanksgiving weekend. Every weekend, multiple oh, games. So uh, trying. Yeah, trying to squeeze in. When you, you are getting into the prime uh, so, uh, prime yeah. season here soon, as things are cooling off, so your uh, your outside running is is starting yeah. to, can start ramping up actually. <laughs> yeah, well, and it actually can be not at four o'clock, five o'clock in the morning. I could get out in the afternoons, and I actually got bear out yesterday uh, on this little climb, which was oh, cool he, to get him he out. Was probably. A very happy dog there, and his his inner mountain dog is coming out. <laughs> yeah, he was Good. very happy not only to do the hike, but happy to get home and just sleep the rest of the <laughs> afternoon life, away. Man, I tell you, get a hike in and then take a nap. So, that sounds all right. <laughs> I know. Tell me about it. I'll take that. So, all right, dude. Well, let's. Uh, Let's get on yep. with our days. Yep. I guess. No, it sounds good. Good recap. Um, great event. And like always, I appreciate you. Love you, brother. Uh, we'll circle back next week. I, I think we got uh, another guest, potentially another guest coming yeah. on for us yeah. next we're, week. Yeah, uh, we're, we're getting some things worked out. So uh, we'll get back into some, some more guests here. So it sounds good. All right. All right, brother. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Brian, yeah. thanks, buddy. Love you, Much man. Much love we'll to talk everybody. To you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Take care.